by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda. As always, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're interested in learning more about them and the drug-free lifestyle, check them out at www.p4p.com. You can use my code MELINDA, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for anything you see on that website. Tonight, we are going to continue a little bit with this powerlifting theme that I have going, but we're going to go into a different direction with it. Tonight, I have Royce Claflin, the owner of Phoenix Fitness in Dover, New Hampshire, and the creator of the Barbell Athlete Ranking System, BARS, on the show with us tonight. Uh, I have known about him for a while because he is in the powerlifting community. I've seen him at many meets with his team from Phoenix Fitness. And my stepson and his friend recently, and in the past year, competed at his gym in a USAPL meet that they held up there. So I'm excited to have Royce on the show tonight to dive a little bit more into the system that he created. So again, we're t- we've done the basics of powerlifting with Zach Cooper, and then I got a little bit more involved with Zach given uh, bench squat and deadlift techniques. And now we're going in a slightly different direction hearing about something else. So Royce, take it away and introduce yourself to everyone tonight. Hi, everyone. I'm Coach Royce. I've been a strength coach for about 15 years and personal trainer, um, probably more formally so up here in the Dover, New Hampshire area for the last eight years or so. Um, I opened Phoenix Fitness in 2015. And last year, um, I had I kind of had an idea to bring the ranking system that you see in martial arts into the weightlifting world because I wanted to develop a more formal approach to developing a barbell athlete and that's where bars came about, the barbell athlete ranking system. Awesome. So before we get into into that, like dive into it a little bit more, what is your background as far as education? I know you said you opened Phoenix Fitness at a certain time. Just to give us a little background more on you and how you came to be in this powerlifting world. Sure. So my formal education is in business management. Um, I didn't take any courses on exercise science in college. Um, just nutrition. So I didn't really get into the science uh, and practice of exercise and, until a little bit later on. But I did start personal training very young at Gold's Gym in North Carolina. Um, I did some, I did a handful of bodybuilding shows back then and started competitive powerlifting. And it uh, kind of took off from there in 2003. I had a team back then, and that's kind of where it all started for me. As a personal trainer, I have a lot of experience from, uh, for a very wide range of different athletes I've worked with. Um, just as an example, back in 2003, I worked with a gentleman and got him ready for the combine. That was one of my first clients, and I've worked with people that can't exercise at all, and you have to work primarily on rehab and prehab, and I have kind of a special skill set there as well, and I'll explain that in a minute. Um, uh, here at Phoenix Fitness, I primarily work with powerlifters and people that are interested in getting stronger, um, I like to say that because 
obviously, you know, Melinda, the practice of squat, bench, and deadlift is to make you stronger, and it's part of a staple of a good exercise routine. It's not just for power lifters. Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I bef- and again, I keep saying before we get into this, there's one other thing I want to touch on, a pretty exciting thing that just happened. Uh, one of Royce's, I'll call client, he's a team two 66-kilogram lifter. His name is Stephen Milioto Crow. I've seen him lift before. He's quite the incredible young man. He just broke an American record recently. So do you want to indulge on that? Like what, what he was doing, how exciting that moment was, what the record was, et cetera? Yeah, Stephen Miliotto. So he started taking my teen strength conditioning class back in uh, the end of 2015. And he was pretty strong right out of the gate. Uh, I want to say he had a three sub 300-pound deadlift when he started and a 240-pound squat or so. And this past year, we started chasing down the American record in the Teen 266, which was 424 for the squat. And it used to be 457, I believe. Uh, pardon me, 474 for the deadlift. Somebody just broke that record. Um, so our mission was specifically to go to this meet and set the American record in the squat and total and to go after the deadlift American record, which he ended up setting. So he set the squat American record. And when it came down to the third attempt deadlift, he chose a deadlift that was about two kilo over what he had in him that day. So we ended up walking away with only the squat American record, but it was a successful day. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I I had to bring that up because it makes me really excited, especially when teenagers can put the time and effort and the dedication. It's hard enough with school and growing up and teenage attitude and being slightly lazy. I only say this because I have a stepson that lives with me full time, but the fact that, you know, he put in that work and was able to stay consistent, that's just amazing. So I definitely wanted to bring that up. That's exciting. I was following your meet when you were there (laughs) through social media, but let's, uh, let's dive in. So let's explain what the barbell athlete ranking system is. And then I'm sure once you explain that, because it's definitely something that I've only seen on your social media sites, but I have no idea other than that. And then um, I'll ask some questions as we go. Excellent. So the Barbell Athlete Ranking System, or formerly known as BARS, um, is an injury prevention and athletic development system. It kind of takes the emphasis off of the amount of weight being lifted in the gym and places the emphasis on developing the athlete as a skilled weightlifter instead. So the and goal, I the main goal. That, yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. So the main goal becomes trying to educate the athlete and develop them as a skilled weightlifter instead of focusing on just the number or body composition goals and what have you. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw when you first started posting on it, you have, I think, a system of belts that they're earning as they go. Do you want to explain that that portion of it? Yep, so it's set up just like a martial arts system where you progress through the belts and at each level you are tested on your skill and your knowledge. So it starts out just like traditional martial arts. It will start out with a white belt and then it will go yellow, orange. When you go for your blue belt, that um, is the, the step that takes the student from student to athlete. They have to demonstrate technical proficiency when they go for blue belt. And then you ascend through the belts and at each level up, you're taking your knowledge that much further. Um, and by the time they get to a black belt, 
they will have basically all of the, in my opinion, all of the necessary barbell knowledge that you need to be any type of athlete that you want. So let's break it down a little bit for someone that is more newer to hearing these terms. And of course myself as well, I'm interested in breaking it down. Let's talk about what it takes for someone to get the first belt. Like what exactly is involved in that? Sure. So the barbell athlete ranking system is a prerequisite for this strength conditioning classes here. So as soon as somebody walks in the door and they express an interest in taking the class, or even lifting a barbell or being formally programmed, I immediately give them a white belt and enter them into the system. From there, it's um, to progress from white to yellow is a general movement. It's just general movements demonstrating that you can you understand how to move your body. For example, um, moving your arms and legs absent of movement in the lumbar spine and pelvis. Um, and some other um, movement tests, just general movement for the yellow belt. And then to progress from yellow belt to orange belt, that's when you introduce them to the barbell and they need to demonstrate that they understand how to lift a barbell, how to load a barbell, how to be safe in a team environment and whatnot. And what I thought was interesting from what I've seen is I, I, did you, when you implemented this at your gym, did you push everyone back to the beginning? Like obviously you have some lifters there that are quite in the advanced stages and you, did you bring them all back to start them from the beginning? That's a good question. So I didn't. And looking back, I wish that I had because there was some value in educating the yellow belt and the basic movements. For example, I have them do what's called a Komodo dragon where they have to crawl along the floor and keep their back very, very neutral and straight. And it's pretty difficult to do, um, but there's some value and some carryover into the other movements that we do there. And just using that as an example, I wish I had stepped everyone down to white belt because there's value in the in the minutia along the way. I started everyone at orange, most of the advanced athletes at orange, and they tested immediately into the technically proficient blue belt. Very cool. Well, see, that's something I didn't know, <laughs> but that's uh, that's interesting. And what it, this actually reminds me of coming also from the CrossFit world before I started heavily into powerlifting, it it just reminds me of a CrossFit on-ramp class in which you join a CrossFit gym and before, for the majority of gyms, not all gyms do this, but uh, they will enroll you in an on-ramp class to teach you the basic movements of CrossFit, uh, go over some Olympic lifting, muscle-ups, pull-ups, et cetera, for, for newbies. And even if a lot of gyms, even if you're a somewhat advanced crossfitter depending on your level and if you have certain certifications a lot of gyms will make you take their arm ramp class on ramp class anyway uh, which is why i asked you did you bump everyone back down when you implemented or so going forward when let's say someone joins your gym and they are a relatively advanced lifter do you think you're going to start them at, at white now or just implement them into where you think they fall I do. I will start everybody at white. There's there's definitely some value in the lower belts, for sure. Very cool. And uh, when you get into the higher belts, just for my curiosity's sake and our listeners' sake, what are some of the things leading up to, let's say, a black belt that you that they would need to test out in? Or is that secretive since no one's got there yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like to keep some of that stuff kind of a secret, but I can, if you like, I can kind of walk you Whatever. through the entire belt. 
yeah, let's let's walk through it, and then whatever you need to keep a secret, we can keep it a secret and not tell anyone. Roger that. So as you guys have already heard, um, the yellow belt is your entry level. You start as a white. Yellow, you demonstrate basic movement patterns. Orange belt, you apply an external load. You get a barbell on you. You get into a team environment with barbells. The blue belt, you need to – that's when the written exam starts. So they need to demonstrate that they understand the basic the basics of the squat, bench, and deadlift, the main three. And they need to demonstrate a technical proficiency at approximately 70% of their one rep max, which I believe is a little bit less than – even a novice lifter's technical max should be around 75-80%, so I took it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they need to be able to demonstrate a very, very technically sound lift to pass their blue belt exam and, um, and patent, pass the written exam as well. Going from blue to purple, you introduce things like general conditioning. Kettlebell work comes into play. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to involve – I'm going to evolve the system as we go, and I I sort of have already because I see the more I look at this entire system, like obviously I I really valued it implementing the system in general, but what I saw for it was a little more, I guess, kind of short-sighted. Looking at it now, I realized just in the fitness community in general, there's so much value here to introducing people to all of this, all of the barbell education and all the conditioning and all the knowledge that goes into the testing is extremely valuable for anybody, even if you're not an advanced athlete. Yes. So going I from compl- blue, I completely agree. Excellent. So going into purple, like I said, kettlebell knowledge, kettlebell swings, Turkish get-ups, general conditioning knowledge. I think there's a lot of confusion out there over what condition, the uh, quote-unquote conditioning is. Um, and there's some basics on nutrition, how many calories are in a carbohydrate and a protein. I think every athlete should know that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like taking it now. Okay, now you know how to lift a barbell. Let's take your knowledge a little bit further in the exercise world before we progress you as a barbell athlete. So that's kind of the purpose of the purple belt. And then from purple, is that when you go to black? I'm I'm not up on the belts even from karate. I never did any of that stuff, so I have no knowledge of belts. Um, from so after from what, after purple, where are you going? <laughs> From what I understand, everybody's belt system in martial arts is a little bit different in color schemes, but I go from purple to red, and I kind of follow the scheme of the theme of a phoenix in in color. So when I wrote the entire thing up, as you progress through the system, you move from student to athlete, and you move to a deepening of the phoenix or a darkening of the fire in the phoenix, so to speak. I try to tie it together with what we do. So you move to red belts. To, to pass the written exam in the red belt, I take it a step further, and that's when you'll see. I'm actually trying to pull the test up here on my computer screen. Red belt, oh, okay. we get in, <laughs> red belt, we get into uh, a little more advanced bar path knowledge. We get into cueing, and I cover pretty extensively jumping knowledge, which I don't think, even in strength conditioning books, I don't think goes into enough detail. Yes, this is all very interesting to me. I I like the way you are combining, because obviously you run a gym that's not powerlifting only. It's a it's a full fitness facility, which I actually want you to explain a little bit more on the types of things you offer, uh, because your gym is not powerlifting always specific. I see that you guys have a lot of other things that go on there, and it's definitely good even for people 
that are strictly interested in powerlifting to be able to understand all the movements that go into it, especially because, you know, in powerlifting programming, even myself, like I, thankfully I came from a crossword background and I was able to understand a lot of the movements that were programmed for me in my extra work. Uh, extra work is not the word I meant to use. My accessory work. There you go. Um, but a lot of these things, you know, kettlebell work, et cetera, jumping, different things are things that, I'm doing in my accessory work. And if I didn't have the background knowledge to know what I was doing, I would definitely be more of a struggle and I could potentially be doing things wrong. Um, so I like how you're, you're mixing a lot of elements into one, especially the nutrition, uh, which is interesting that you're doing that. And that's, that's fantastic as well. Uh, thank you very much. And if you like, I can wrap up the rest of the belts cause it's pretty easy. Yeah, let's do it. With, with keeping some things a secret, right? Like, because people right. from your gym are listening in, like, oh, I've always wanted to know what it took to get to black. <laughs> That's right. So you'll see 100-meter sprints in the brown belt test. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so with the brown belt, we're taking, okay, now you've developed the athlete to understand what they're doing with a barbell, why they're doing it, why are they doing the warm-ups the way that they do, and what does a basic idea of nutrition look like. Um, red belt, they... They now understand cueing. So when they progress to the end of the system, I want them to not only understand everything that, that I think that they should know, I want them to be able to then coach somebody possibly coming in as a white belt. So you're not just developing an athlete now, you're also creating a coach if they desire to do that in the future. So red belt introduces cueing, and then brown belt is um, all barbell accessory movements like good mornings, overhead press, um, front squats, you'll see all that stuff. And this is where CrossFit comes into play because I designed the system to implement everything that is needed for any barbell sport. So at brown belt level, it will include snatch and clean and jerk when we get there. Awesome. And then from brown belt, um, they, they now understand all the barbell movements they're going to be doing. They're going to know them all at that point. And then as a black belt, they're going to actually come in and exercise a flawless technical deadlift max. I saw and this first. Why did you pick dead? Why did you pick deadlift as that list? Good question. So I saw this in. Um, is it okay to drop the name of a brand on here? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Strong first kettlebell stuff. I, I find a lot of value in their um, kettlebell education and they have at one of their higher level tests, they make you do a technical deadlift max. And the first time I heard that I was kind of intrigued. I'm like, well, that's, you know, as well as I do that to execute a technical max in the deadlift, you have to have an extreme level of body control. It's one thing just to lift as much as you can. It's another to know where is that line when, okay, I can't put another five pounds on the bar without some kind of technical breakdown. It's definitely a hard line, and it's tough, especially for people. There's, I feel like there's a couple types of people when they're deadlifting, and it's like the very cautious, like I can't pull out my back, I can't do anything, and they stop well beyond what they're actually capable of deadlifting. And then you have those mm. people who are like, I don't give a shit, load the freaking bar up. And, and then they're pulling and their their back is like curved at an angle that I don't even know is possible. Uh, so I feel like absolutely it's definitely a difficult thing to know that line and be able to keep it technically sound while doing that. 
Yeah, and I believe if you're if your desire is to become the best possible barbell athlete that you can be, I think a bare minimum should be that you can demonstrate that level of control that you know, okay, I can lift up to this exact poundage without a technical flaw. I think that's an important thing to have in your toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And are we still where are we now? We're still on brown. So that brown was the accessory barbell movements, and then to pass your black belt, yep. there's going to be a, ri- a written exam kind of reviewing everything that they've yep. learned, and then they have to demonstrate yep. a technical deadlift max. And it's going to be just like in martial arts, it's a celebration. The black belt is a celebration. It will be the same in the barbell athlete ranking system. Very cool, very cool. And it, uh, for the written exam, obviously we're not going to talk in depth about that, as I'm sure you don't want to release exactly what's going to be on it, but um, it have you done a USAPL course ever? I just recently, it's in the past year, took a USAPL uh, coaching course and took their written exam. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't know if you were you had taken that before and were like implementing some of the things that they do with that, or you were really creating it from scratch. I created this from scratch. Um, this this has been something I've de- been kind of developing in the background for quite some time, probably uh, about two and a half years. I did take the USAPL coaching course, um, I want to say, at Nationals in 2015. Um, so mm-hmm. I did get the club club course certif- uh, certificate, and I did do the referee exam in 2016, I believe. Um, so I have taken oh, the awesome. test, but I, I feel like I kind of went in my own direction with the way that I'm educating the athletes? Yeah. Well, it's much more than, I mean, the as you know, it's, it's very pointed at powerlifting. I think there was a little bit of Olympic lifting thrown in there, but much of that test was, was powerlifting-based for sure. So I was just curious, but that makes perfect sense that you created it based on exactly what you're doing here. What, uh, what other things do you offer at Phoenix Fitness for those listening in that don't know your facility? We offer a little bit of everything. So we have classes that range from entry-level fitness, uh, weight loss. We have TRX. We have boot camp. We have fusion classes that are a mixture of all. We have youth classes. We have youth strength and conditioning. Youth powerlifting is a new one we just launched. We have youth strength and conditioning for teens, teen 13 to 19. And we have general strength and conditioning as well. And... Um, actually, I think that's all of them. But yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Well, well, that's a lot of that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> is there anyone you have a couple of lifters that I know have been recently like big shout outs on Facebook, and I know Stephen was one of them. Uh, but do you have any other athletes that have recently accomplished some pretty cool things that you want to talk about? Well, sure. So um, I have a Masters three lifter who is. 67. She just crossed over into the 57 kilo division and competed at Worlds and placed third. That was her third trip to the World Championships. Yeah. I know her. I, well, she might not know me, but we've been in a couple meets together. She's such a sweet, very inspirational to watch. Yeah, she's a sweetheart, and she's got a heck of a journey, too. They Actually, uh, Foster just came by here to do a story on her, and um, yeah. if if uh, anyone out there in the audience hasn't 
read the story yet, I'll give you a, an abbreviated version. She started uh, training with me in 2013, and she lost, at this point, it's closer to 80 pounds. Um, and she, she was unable to actually execute a bodyweight squat, and I mean not even close. She couldn't get even halfway down into a bodyweight squat. So when we first met, this is back when I offered um, stretching for athletes. I offered stretching as a service. Um, I went mm-hmm. and took the FST stretch courses out in Arizona and got the master's level, and I used to offer that. And we met twice a week for a long time just to try to mobilize her. And uh, one day in class, we had we had the class doing tire flips, and she squatted down into a all the way, all the way nice and deep into a squat. And I stopped the entire class. I said, Denise, did you, do you realize you just squatted down super deep? She didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So she lost. Yeah, I. Yeah, keep going. I didn't know she lost that much weight. I mean, I only I only started powerlifting about a year and a half, like really powerlifting a year and a half ago. So I had no idea that that was her transformation. Yeah, she's really come a long way, and she's a sweetheart. And so she lost eighty pounds. She, I think it was probably within six months of her gaining that mobility that I recommended to her that we started weightlifting and, and eventually suggested that she consider powerlifting. And she did, and she, she kind of never looked back. And, you know, her first meet, I want to say she had a squat of 140 pounds as an opener, and her deadlift was sub-200 at the first meet, I believe. Um, and at Worlds, she just did, uh, what was her third squat? Uh, Polly selected a squat that was a little conservative, but her squat here in the gym is over 200. Her deadlift is sub-300. She's, she's at about 275 to 280 right now. So she's come a long way. She's very dedicated. And, you know, she's had um, speed bumps along the way. You know, you, you know how it goes with every athlete. They have some kind of a nagging strain or something that you have to, you know, go back to the drawing board and redesign their program around it because it's a, a hamstring strain or a, a pec strain or what have you. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I'm glad you mentioned her because I was going to, like, I wanted you to have the opportunity to mention who you wanted to mention, but she was in my mind, um, having just seen some recent posts on her. Uh, any Anyone else that, like, re- I'm sure that all your athletes have a bunch of things that they're accomplishing, but anyone that stands out in your mind? Yeah, so there's there's quite a few. I, I don't want to leave anybody out, so I'll, I'll just mention a couple off the top of my head. There's... Um, yeah. Kathy Berger is a Masters 1, um, 57 kilo, who attempted American record bench press and missed it on a technical flaw. She's done it in the gym, um, and she's going into regionals here with the same mission to set American record bench press, American record squat, and possibly deadlift as well, and uh, with the end goal to move on to nationals and, and place at nationals as well. Yeah, and I – yeah, that would be awesome. I'll be – somewhere in the lineup with her in the 57 kilo range. Um, so that, that's exciting. So I'll be definitely cheering her on when we're there for sure. And I think we have a couple minutes left. Is there anything, doesn't have to be person specific, but anything that you wanted to mention, I'm sure we could talk powerlifting all night, but that we didn't get to regarding the barbell athlete ranking system or anything else that like just jogged in your memory. Yeah, and I had a feeling when I tossed this out there that we would probably get engrossed in conversation, but I have frequently have people that come to my facility that have been formally coached before. 
that have lifted barbells that have done possibly CrossFit or, or powerlifting, and they come to me and, you know, the first thing that I want to do is go back to baseline and make sure they have a general understanding of, you know, diaphragm, core stuff, grounding the feet, all the basics that you teach somebody before they grab a barbell. And nine times out of ten, they don't have that foundational knowledge that I think is very important. And I just feel like the more I try to develop the system, the more I see the value in the fact that just as an exercise community, we can do so much better for getting people under a bar for the first time. Yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely an excellent point. I've been to, and again, I'm not some sort of expert, but I've been to a lot of gyms, and I'm thankful to come from gyms that I felt have given me the right tools as far as lifting goes, but I've definitely been to some other gyms, uh, not powerlifting-specific gyms, uh, just in general, and I'm watching trainers with clients, et cetera, and it is nerve-wracking, to say the least, Um <laughs> thinking like that person shouldn't even have weight on the bar. They should maybe even just have a PVC pipe the way they're moving. And it's definitely good to hear that you are educating people from all levels and all things that they are interested in into the system. And then they really have the knowledge to go forward and, and do what they would like with it. They can go into powerlifting. They can stay in general fitness and strength, et cetera. So I think that's definitely a great thing that you have implemented and, and very useful for people who, for, for really anyone, even someone with advanced knowledge, there's no harm in going back to the basics, right? Yeah, and it's interesting that you just said that because when I first tested people for the Blue Bell, the very first Blue Bell test, I had people that had been with me seven, eight years, and I assume when I ask them a question about, let's say, uh, I'll just use a cue as an example, um, the cue spread the floor, like something that you holler to your athletes all the time that you assume that they know, and I found out that there were quite a few people that that didn't know these things. Like, well, I, I wish I knew, and this is the only way I was going to find out, to ask you formally in an right. exam environment. <laughs> right. Well, overall, I am, it's very exciting, and I'm glad I brought you on to describe it because it definitely cleared up things in my mind. I've been seeing your post. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> but... Uh, have, so before we wrap up, how, how do you feel that the people in your your clients, people in your gym, have been taking it? Have they been embracing it? Do you think that that it's they've really taken a lot out of it so far? Yeah, I think people see a lot of value in it, and the more that I do it, I see the value in it just as much. They've they've really embraced it, and it's taken their education a step further. You know, as a facility at Phoenix Fitness, we really. I really embrace technique. That's kind of my, my gift to the world is to really emphasize technique and lifting weights in general and resistance training in general, not just the big three. I think they see a lot of value in it. And as a coach, for me to step back to the drawing board and reread all my strength conditioning books and kind of hit the drawing board and make sure, did I cross every T and dot every I along the way? Did I teach them everything that they need to know? That's really sharpened my axe as a coach as well along the way. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you coming on tonight and explaining all that. And before we wrap up, good luck uh, with all your clients and your team that are going into regionals. I will be there. And, of course, the one thing that I love about powerlifting is everyone supports each other. Uh, so, like, for listeners, like, I don't lift on Phoenix Fitness on his team, but I can tell you I've been at, at meets before, before I even had a coach, that uh, Royce has come up to me and asked, 
if he minded if I, he gave me feedback and explained some things. And I, the powerlifting community as a whole is an awesome thing to be a part of. That's a shameless plug for powerlifting. <laughs> but, uh, but, but seriously, so I'll be down there definitely cheering you guys on. And I, I look forward to seeing all your athletes at regionals. And thank you again for coming on. Well, thank you, Melinda. I appreciate you having me. All right. Have a good rest of the night. Thank you. You too.